When we follow up with or embark on something that gives us hope, it's really nice <laughs> to have the momentum of hope behind us, of like this idea that something could be different, I could feel better, I could um, you know, have better thoughts, I could be relieved of some of this pain or discomfort, of these sad feelings or this frustration or something that's held me back. And sometimes those things that we experience that aren't so pleasant or what we might consider dis-ease, um, some of those things are, have been really long-standing for some of us or a lot of us. And sometimes uh, we're just discovering that they're really old and we didn't realize how much they were dictating our well-being. And um, I've been really digging into that work with myself, with others. And sometimes people aren't so genuine that claim to want to help you. <laughs> and whenever that happens, or if we do something kind of not the right way. So let's say someone said, oh, I tried gluten-free and it didn't work. And it was like, well, how long did you try it? Well, two weeks. And then they, they're daunted because it didn't happen in two weeks. And it doesn't happen in two weeks. I mean, some things shift really significantly and fast, and some things don't. And you have to be able to give it time. Sometimes the right teacher hasn't appeared for you yet. Sometimes that what you were doing is out of order, right? Like sometimes you've got to have an understanding for something first or the motivation before you actually do the practice. Or sometimes this practice needs to come before that one. Or sometimes we need to start a little smaller and integrate that knowledge or, you know, no, um, understanding before we move on to the next level, because the next level might be overwhelming or scary enough to think that, wow, that was damaging to me when it really was that you just weren't quite ready or didn't have the energy to do it. Um, and sometimes when there are people who aren't so benevolent and or, you know, sell you some kind of crappy supplement or practice or lie or claim to know something or do something. And maybe they think that, but they're not a good teacher for you or they actually make things worse or give bad advice or advice at all. Right. We don't want advice. We want um, options, possibilities. We don't want advice. Um, and sometimes that will make people um, not believe anymore, and it disempowers them. It, it makes people, or people take from that experience that nothing's going to work because they've tried this and that and it didn't work, but they didn't really take into account all the other factors in the whole picture. And so it closes them off and it makes them contract rather than expand. It makes it feeds fear rather than curiosity, right? Like we move backwards in the shift. So we we can shift out of a state of hope and and possibility back into a state of disillusionment and disempowerment and despair and um, maybe even apathy, nihilism. Nothing matters. I don't matter. Life doesn't matter. And I had a recent experience that I'm going to talk about in this podcast that could easily have moved me or inched me toward that backward shift. And I won't go there because I don't, I, I'm, I'm not going there. It's just not a way that I, that I want to, that's not a place I want to stay, but I certainly will feel an echo or a glimmer, I guess a little flash of those feelings because we all do. The whole purpose is to keep shifting in, a, in the other direction and 
recognize those flashes of disempowerment as they come and then go, well, I got, I've, I'm, I've worked that muscle, right? Like I've, I got bounced back, man. And, and I'm not going to let this experience make me disillusioned just because it didn't work at this time. Um, just because the person wasn't the teacher for me, just because, um, I didn't feel it. Maybe it actually was happening, but I didn't feel it. Or someone lied and, and I, you know, I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater is what I'm saying. So, so this is, this story is about that, not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And if you have a bad experience, let's say with some kind of, um, and what people say alternative, I would say more like natural or, or just sort of like expanded or um, something not in our current, you know, uh, medical model, right? Like something, you know, that is different and outside of what we're taught that health is. Let's say we have an experience with that, even if so, for some people that's even taking a supplement, that's even, you know, recognizing that diet affects our mental health. Like some of those things, a lot of people don't understand. And so, um, instead of being daunted, if one thing isn't the quick fix or the cure, right? We like, it's not always that. Um, or if, if we were felt duped or if our money was taken by a supplement company and we found out that they were crappy supplements and we were buying them from the, you know, pharmacy, which doesn't sell the, the quality stuff, um, you know, we can be really daunted. And so instead of that, um, let's choose the opposite and learn from that experience and say, oh, that wasn't the right one. Maybe this one is. And keep going and keep searching because this, the story I'm just about to tell you is all about that, is how I had an experience like that was quite, quite significant. And it really like, tore down a lot of things, um, you know, belief uh, about like shame and feeling duped and feeling stupid and, um, you know, just embarrassed, right, about what I was believing in and hoping for. And I could have gone to those, that other shift backwards, but I refuse to feel disillusioned, despair, you know, um, discouraged, and at least not for long. So that lasted for, you know, a little bit. And um, this story I'm just about to tell you is my movement through that and into the other side. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Family Health Revolution podcast with Coach Carla Atherton, where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. So I was recently, um, hmm, I was recently, <laughs> I don't know if I want to use the word swindled. Um, and I'm actually not even sure if that's the case, but I believe that recently I was, um, led to believe I was doing a legitimate healing practice or ceremony. Um, I believed I was talking to somebody that I trusted 
And I think that I was not. <laughs> All right, so let me back up here. All right, so I had uh, heard on a podcast, one of my favorite podcasts in the world. I'm not going to mention it just because it's probably not appropriate just for this episode or this session, but um, I was listening to a podcast and I was, uh, I save a lot of the ones that I find are very impactful for me and have a lot of wisdom. And I really like the guest on the, on the podcast episode. So this is one that I put in my save list as well as in my save list of my heart. And the guests there were talking about their breathwork, uh, work that they do with people. And I'm very into breathwork. I'm actually... I've done several um, longer breathwork uh, sessions, um, ones dealing with trauma, uh, some dealing with forgiveness and love, um, one a general release session, and I'm in the middle of a 30-day breathwork, um, I guess, challenge? I don't know what you'd call it, 30 days of breathwork. So you don't miss a day and you, you, know, you do your breathwork every day. And it's very cathartic. It's very healing. It's very good for the nervous system, the immune, the immune function, um, all of those things. It releases trapped emotion, trauma, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm very interested, actually, in breath in general, being a yogi. And also, um, I've been doing breathing exercises for a very long time um, before I really delved into this bigger um, I guess, more in-depth breath work. It's not just breathing, it's breath work. And so I was actually just uh, going through some of the materials that I have from a course that I was taking with Stanislav Grof. Um, and he uses uh, holotropic breath work for altered states of consciousness, et cetera, et cetera. So there's, there's several different people that I follow and Wim Hof is one of them. And he, I just do his for like maintenance every day, right? So it's just like a little 10 minute. But I'm going to release a podcast episode about breath work um, on its own. But for today, I just wanted to say that I was, I'm just, I was actually reaching out to a pod, like a, an, a guest on this podcast. And um, so I think that what I'd done is I reached out to the wrong account on Instagram. And apparently, now that I look, I see that there are two uh, Instagram accounts for the same person. And one of them has like 244K followers, and one of them has like 4,000 or something. So I didn't really look too closely at that, but I was following the right person, which is really interesting how that got all tangled up. I'm not sure how that happened. But I reached out to him, and I said, I love your work. And I heard you on this podcast. I just want you to know that I appreciate you and the work that you do in this world. And so he got back to me and said blessings. And I thought, well, that's nice. And then he, a little bit later, he got back to me and said, are you interested in learning more about this life reading that I do? And I'm into that stuff too. Like I, I do all of it and I think all of it is relevant. And I never um, poo-poo anything. And if I do... I, I examine why, like, is it really that this is not valid for me or this is not right at this time? Or if someone's just lying or isn't good at what they do and isn't going to be useful or helpful, um, you know, I, I assess all of that stuff and I'm very, you know, analytical in some ways. And then I move it over to my right brain and I become very, um, I integrate it all. So I was doing that process as he was asking me if he, if I wanted him to do this. And I said, hell yeah, like, 
I actually said something else. <laughs> a little more of a stronger, a little stronger of an expletive. Um, but I figured, you know, he, he's kind of like a rough guy. He's got a lot of tattoos. I'm pretty sure he's okay with that. Um, and that's part of who I am. I mean, I, I, I get pretty um, excited about things and I'm, I'm okay with that, you know, a couple of expletives here and there. So anyway, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm into this. I, I want to explore this. Let's go. So then he starts this process and he says that this is what he's finding. And I'm really into energy work. I know that there's some very talented people. The universe is something we can never comprehend or understand, but our our time here on earth really is to start being more conscious of what that might be and who we might be ourselves or start to remember that. And so I very strongly, it's not that I believe that I, I really truly understand that. And, um, but there are some people who claim to be doing things and aren't. And so we tend to call those people snake oil salesmen. Um, and I'd actually, I would actually say that there is no real snake oil. Like if you, like, if we know the nocebo effect, the placebo effect, whatever you believe is really reality. Like that's the truth. And it's not just like it creates this bubble of, of fake reality and your body responds. Like you're literally creating your own reality, but I don't want to get too far into that. Um, I don't want to lose you here. So let's just back up. All right. So Okay, so you could call him a snake oil salesman or an imposter or a fraud. Um, but I'll tell you the story first and I'll, I'll tell you where I got, where I landed after that, okay? So I explore this with him and he tells me, you know, well, this is going to be 50 bucks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, it doesn't seem like someone who's a professional kind of does this like springs on you after the fact, after an offer that it's going to cost you money. If you offer something, you say it's going to cost you money right off the hop before you get someone to, um, to agree. And I mean, I'm, I don't, I think that's slimy kind of tactic and I get it why some people do that because then they lose lots of like in the business world, you lose a lot of quote unquote sales if you tell them upfront what to pay before they know what they're paying for. So I get that people need to know the value first before they, they know what the cost is going to be. Okay. I get that. I mean, that's even with my own work. It's like, I got to give them something like to orient them, to know what this is and, and what the value might be for them. And then we talk about the cost, but we never talk about that before the actual agreement is made. So, and then I'm sort of feeling like, Ooh, I'm feeling a little manipulated here, but what he's telling me about what he's, you know, reading and what he's intuiting about my particular situation, which I, I will explain in a future podcast episode. Um, but it's too much to do right now. Um, I, I was really, I really resonated with it. Like literally like it was, it was bang on and maybe he's not a snake oil salesman. Maybe he was actually doing the work he was saying, but he was not doing it under his own name as far as I can tell yet. I don't know yet. I haven't confirmed this. Okay. So, but I was getting a bunch of red flags here and there, and I was sending lots of uh, voice messages and saying, okay, I'm sort of, I'm feeling you here. I understand what you're saying. I have these things from when I was a little girl. I've always felt like that. What you're saying is actually resonating with me because I was, I was just so 
um, I was intuiting so deeply uh, certain things in my life all through these years. And he was reflecting that. And again, when you look at, um, you know, like, let's say we're talking about a tarot card reading, which it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't that. But um, like, let's say we look at that. And, and really, the purpose of that is not to tell your future or to tell you exactly what you are. And then you're just like, oh, this is what I am. So I'm going to act accordingly. No, it is all about interpretation and how we um, see, like, let's say it's about growth or something. Or death, you know, like the death of something and something new. Well, there's always transition in life and we can apply that to whatever we, whatever's relevant in our lives at the time. And then it, it, it shines a light on that particular topic or issue. And then it, it makes us more aware and, and it's always a life lesson. Always. It's never bullshit. Like it's never not true. Um, but it can, but if we take it like where it's, it's um, literal without interpretation, that's when we can run into trouble. So I'm really careful about that. So I'm, I'm, I'm unpacking this with my daughters. I'm unpacking this with my husband. I'm looking into this with, within myself. And I wake up the next day and I feel worse than ever. Again, I'm going to explain to you what, what has been going on for me in another podcast episode. But I'm waking up and I'm like, oh, this isn't just emotional. It's about my physical well-being. And I'm done with this. If I don't have to deal with this one particular issue, I am free to go to the next level. It's not that there's no pain in life again. There's no grief, sorrow, anger, frustration, whatever. I mean, I've got pretty good bounce back. So I've been, you know, really honing the, or or, um, not skills, but I guess uh, the bounce back muscle. I've been building that muscle. And, um, and not just the bounce back, but it's not just about like outward expression of like strength, but also inner strength, which is very quiet, which is yin, which is about meditation and awareness and mindfulness and letting go. And those, those are all strengths as well of, a you know, strengthening a muscle of the brain and of the psyche and of the, you know, observing thoughts and being still. And so those things I've been working on for years and years. And um, so, uh, and then there's this bounce back. So I'm thinking as he's, you know, telling me these things, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to actually go with this. I'm going to see if this, what he's saying, which was more of an energetic, like, uh, you know, some kind of like, he said the word spell, you know, put on me when I was young. And we could look at that in so many different ways. This is what I'm saying. The language was spell. If we don't want to look at it that way, we could say an energetic passing on of, um, you know, some kind of um, like energy that holds you back or something that we have to resolve in this lifetime for our whole lineage. I mean, there's a whole bunch of uh, not just research, but also movement to understand this whole concept of not just DNA passing on of, of material energy, whatever, through the family, but also an energetic, like uh, an emotional passing on. And I'm very um, aware of this and work with this um, these ideas and not just ideas, but these uh, realities. And so I'm, I'm open to that. So I was like, okay, well, he's using this language. It's not quite my language, but I, I get it. It's still, the, it's the same thing. Okay. So he's telling me 
Something got placed on my shoulders when I was young, and I've been struggling under that ever since. Let's just put it in those words. And that's totally what happened. Like, it's, it's, it's totally what happened. And it was, it was reflected in the everyday life, right? I had all, lots of responsibility as a child. I didn't have a lot of stability. Um, I had a lot of things I had to sort out on my own. And I was started to become responsible for other people who, um, I don't know if they weren't able to do it themselves, but I took on that responsibility to help to um, guide, to be there, to take it on. And I was very codependent at a young age. And then I grew, I moved out of codependence into true leadership or um, what I call like, you know, well, actually I love it. Like Aubrey Marcus says, become the living invitation. And so that's what I moved into being rather than taking on people's um, stuff, which is very disempowering for them. I started to teach people, or not teach people, show them that they could do that themselves. I don't want it. I don't want to carry around other people's shit. I don't, I don't, it's too much. It's, it makes you resentful. It is um, not mine. And it also disempowers the person that I am carrying it around for them because they don't have the opportunity to work their own muscles, their own bounce back. You know, what do they do if they don't have someone else to outsource that to, right? We want to support each other, but we don't want to take stuff on that isn't ours. We want to support each other. It's like, hey, how can I be there for you as you go through your own journey? I'm not going to go it, do it for you, but I'm going to be there every step of the way and we're going to talk and we're going to share resources and we're going to share tools and, and ways to go about things and and practices and explore together and I'm going to be a shoulder to cry on or you know someone to listen to when you are working it out not when just someone to vent and dump everything on but let's work this out I'm here and you're here for me right okay so that said um now I lost what I thought okay so I'm thinking this. I'm thinking all these things, right? So I'm like, okay. So he, his term is spell. My my thought is that okay, something was placed on me that wasn't mine. I, I had so I and I've always felt that like, and it's become it can be very exhausting because in one of my models that I teach, um, my students and my clients and anybody who will listen really is that there's this energetic body. We've got this like bubble almost, and anytime there's like a little puncture in that bubble it leaks out energy. So it could be something like a crappy diet. You could never move around. You know, you don't get any exercise or you don't sleep or maybe all those functional things, those lifestyle things could be, um, you know, like maybe a, a traumas, you know, like the emotional stuff, the, the mental stuff, like crappy thoughts. Um, they take so much energy to circle and circle. It could be a lack of safety, it could be a perceived, actually, it's always perceived lack of safety, um, and et cetera, et cetera. And so it could be, too, like, um, you know, extra burdens or overwhelm or like anything environmental, right? So anything in your environment that you are um, being exposed to or absorbing um, or, you know, that's potentially toxic in mind, body, spirit, um, those things are all those thorns we want to uncover and pull out, okay? So this was one of those things I thought, maybe there's this giant one. Maybe there's this one that's like, because I, you know, it's like, I, this is one thing I just would like to pull that sucker out and, and move the hell along. I'm not living in the past. I mean, I don't want to be that seven-year-old kid still, 
right? I want to give her a hug and tell her to go play, right? And and you don't got to take you don't have to take care of me anymore. I'm good. I got this, right? I got this. So okay, so is this this big thorn? Is this a big puncture in my energetic space? And I'm uh, so I'm like, I'm totally into pulling that out. So I, I messaged him the next day and I said, you know what, look, uh, let's do this. I, I don't really, uh, it's okay. I'm thinking in my head, it's okay. He didn't tell me the cost beforehand. It's not very much. Uh, and so I'm just going to do it. And if it's whatever happens, happens, I'm open to that completely. And so we do this and he says, he goes through this whole thing and, um, I get some feedback, like, Kate's okay, done. And while it was happening, okay, so this is for real. I sat and I went, okay, I'm going to go within. I'm going to start feeling around, being aware of my body. What's happening? Is there anything going on for me that I'm feeling a release? Am I feeling better? Am I not feeling anything? Like, I'm just really, this is one thing I teach all my clients all, like, I, I voice this to my clients all the time. And again, again, anyone who will listen, the biggest the, the most important thing about um, healing and about uh, maintaining your wellness is awareness, is to be aware, to have your eyes open at all times and not in a paranoid kind of way, but in a way that will allow you to see the causes or the catalysts or the causal factors or the thorns, right, in your foot, pull that sucker out, um, those things to be aware of them and to also notice so you can pull them out right and notice the subtleties of change because we'll often not notice that and we'll say this crap isn't working this isn't this isn't you know um like there's nothing different and and literally if you were to write something down one day and then six months later revisit that you will see like, oh, I didn't notice that this didn't hurt anymore. I didn't notice that, you know, this feeling, I actually don't panic when this happens anymore. Like sometimes the shifting is not noticed if we're not aware and we're not watching for that. Or if it takes a little bit of time to unfold and unravel and to integrate, then then we don't feel it right away. And it can be something super big, like impactful, like hap- that hap- what happened to me on Sunday. And I'll tell you about that in a sec. But it also, it's also too, they ha- it's like once the seed is planted, it'll grow. Or once the idea is there, it will um, integrate, right? So we have to allow that integration process. So back up, I'm feeling some stuff, very, very profound happening in my body, in my psyche, my mind, my thoughts, my heart. And I went, Kate, Carla, get out of your mind and into your heart. So I, I'm, I've done those practices before where you drop into your heart and you put your hands on your heart chakra and you're, you know, you just kind of move in there and get out of your mind because the mind is, is always in the way. <laughs> and that's what breath work's all about, right? Get out of the mind and into the body. Let the body do the work because the mind is resisting. The mind is telling you, no, this is wrong. This is blah, blah, blah. It's assessing, it's spinning, and it's not allowing for integration. Um, it's looking for a solution and we don't want that. We want just to let go, right? Like to let go of whatever it is that's gripping us in, in, a, in breath work and breathing, yoga, right? Those sorts of things, tai chi, qigong. Um, anyway, so I'm doing these things and, so I, and then I'm like, okay, I feel like I need to speak to my inner child. Look up inner child work if you don't, if you haven't heard of it. It is hyper, hyper healing. 
And if you know how to do it, so I've worked in this for a while and really gotten to know how to how to utilize it. I was using visualization, you know, moving out all the you know blackness and whatever that is that's sort of or that weights on my shoulders. Um, and then when I was doing the inner child work, I was talking to my seven year old self, and I was like started crying, imagining her, and I'm like you know, Carla, this isn't yours. This is, it's okay. You don't have to do this. And, and I felt such compassion for her. And I, I looked at her and I said, go play, go play. You don't need to worry about this. And it was such a release. It was such a release. And I cried and I, and then I was like, okay, I'm, you know, and if you're thinking this is weird, whatever, man, like, go for it. If you don't cry, if you don't let stuff out, if you don't scream or yell, like, I don't mean yell at people, but like, I mean, screaming is very cathartic. We do that in breath work too. Um, And so (laughs) go for it because it's got to go somewhere. We've got to let it out. We run it out. We we play it out on the piano. We put it into art. This has got to create something new, right? We've got to create something new out of this experience. Use that energy. Anxiety is as energy unspent. Overwhelm is, is, is the uh, discombobulation or the chaotic energy not integrated, right? We, and, and that's okay. I mean, if we have this energy, we need to integrate it. And we need to sort it out and get rid of the dross, you know, like, okay, don't need this, opting out of that. And I'm moving into the stuff that really matters. So this takes awareness, okay? Awareness and choice. So I'm doing this inner child work. And then I'm uh, imagine doing these visualizations. And then I drop into uh, just a meditation. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do anything, okay? I've done this work. Now it's time to be still, still and quiet. And I have a very busy brain. My brain is monkey mind. My brain is going all the time. And my practice keeps me grounded. And so I ground myself every day. I, work, I do a lot of things to um, center myself. And um, I w- you know, it's, it's not like we have to do a ton every day, but I'm just very on this, like a, a journey toward integrating all of that and then it becomes default. So it's more and more default the, the more I do. And I'm very interested in these things anyway. So it doesn't feel like a chore. If it feels like a chore for you, then, you know, you don't have to do as much as I do. Okay. <laughs> but just learn how to breathe and be aware of your body. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I, I usually have, a not usually, sometimes I have a bit of trouble with meditating and I don't always get to that place I want to be at. But just so you know, even if you don't, it's still doing the work. Um, but at this moment, I, I was meditating. I was just still and quiet. You know, I get that body stone, like where you can't, like you, it's like you, if you didn't move, you wouldn't feel that you were in your body. Like you just, if you, if you moved, okay, there's my arm. Okay. Oh yeah. I felt that. But if you, if you're, if you don't move, you're just like, you don't, you're like, all you are is in there. Like the, I don't know if it's the mind, but it's like this stillness. This, this space in between. So I'm there, okay? And I was there for about 35 minutes before I kind of moved because I was curious about whether or not he was done with this process, okay? So 
I, um, but that 35 minutes felt like two minutes and I didn't fall asleep. I often will fall asleep because there is a deep exhaustion that runs through me that I'm still trying to trip the wire on that. And so, and this is one of the reasons why I went with doing this, right? This whole process is because I want, I, I, there's some, there's something I got to trip the wire on something that's still running this program of run, 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 do, 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 do. You are not safe, right? There's something that's still driving me that's telling me I'm not safe. So again, man, I'm leaps and bounds. There's something still, there's still a puncture in my energetic body that's leaking out that energy because it's taking it up in this, uh, this running, <laughs> running, I don't know, I, I, I'm running toward a lot of things, but there's definitely something I'm running, uh, well, so maybe I am running towards safety, but anyway, so I open my eyes, and I feel so cleansed, and I just think like, okay, I'm not going to do a big workout today, I'm going to just integrate and be, my daughters had slept over the night because they're, they don't live here anymore. They live in the city, they're older and they'd stayed the night and they were, they were sleeping still at the same, at the time. And I, I was like, okay, I'm just going to ready myself for just being with them. So I'm just going to do, I don't know if I did my breath work already at that point, but I was just going to be for the day. If I went to practice yoga, I would, I was going to, if I were just going to make something to eat and, you know, we were going to watch Enola Holmes part two, man, I recommend that such a sweet movie. It's so nice not to have just violence and death and gore, you know, like every single movie you watch, you know, and, or there, it's always the same story, but I love that one. So cute. Um, anyway, and I, uh, I was going to do that. So I did that. Good things happen. Start feeling better. Start feeling better. The next morning's great. Next day's great. I have a lot of great days, so don't get me wrong. But there were certain things I was looking for to see if they were kind of not happening anymore. These patterns. So did I wake up and feel this way? Did I? Um, and then the next day is that a little better? And I felt a lot of shifting. I felt a lot of shifting. And then I find out this morning. So I'm, I'm on there, um, and I just wanted to see if this person had gotten back to me. We had plans to talk tomorrow on the phone, and, and I just was poking in, and I kind of noticed that there was some weirdness going on with this Instagram account. And I was like, wait, oh, there are two, same name. The other person has all these followers. This one has not as many. Does he have two accounts? So I messaged them both. Um, is this for real with <laughs> one guy and, and asking the other guy, is this you I was talking to on Sunday? I haven't heard back yet. I'm going to check after this podcast, but, and, um, and then I'm thinking, man, I think I, he was a fraud. I think he was a fraud. And I'm like, but I had all this significant shifting. I had all this revelation about what could be going on to cause a lot of struggle. Like, I mean, the re one of the reasons why I did this is because I can't even explain to you how much like struggle I've had in business, in having people hear me. I'm like, I feel like I'm in a bubble and nobody can hear me. I, it's, it's like one thing after another every day, like literally my website will be hacked um, my, my email won't go out properly. Something will be shut down here or this happened with this. Like it's honestly, I, and I'm like, I am super 
innovative and I am, I adapt like now, like now I'm adapting. And I'll tell you that adaptation had to happen at lightning speed for years. Like it has been a bitch. And I'm, and I fought like crazy. Like I fought like crazy to stay alive. And so as that happens, okay. So I, I'm hoping, right. I'm hoping, and I, I don't usually take the shortcuts and I don't usually say, oh, I'm going to blame some kind of spell for whatever's happening in my life because then I, because I refuse to feel like I don't have agency. I don't, it's, I don't want to be the victim. I don't want to be the victim. I don't, I don't even want to be the wounded healer. I, I don't want to be wounded at all. And I know we all are in some way. And I think wounding is, we can uh, like accept that and be compassionate for that. But I don't want to live in that, like, or identify with it. Yeah, I have a wound, but that doesn't change that. It doesn't change me or make me weaker. It makes me stronger, right? And so, um, and it's not to bypass like um, any sort of com- self-compassion at all. Or, you know, it's really just that I believe, I know that I have all of this. I understand that I have all the power within myself. So I was really actually reluctant to say, yeah, there was a spell, there's a spell or some kind of energetic passing down of some kind of burden on my shoulders as a young child. And, but I know that it was like, I know that it was so you know, okay, embrace that, but still know that I have agency. I had to put those two things together. Something happened to me, yet I have all the agency and the control. I have the, I'm empowered. So I know that this isn't going to be, this isn't something that will control my life. So was this encounter with this person, break this spell, something that would, I guess, make it easier lift, lift some, like lift that burden so I could just, you know, move in that ascending spiral, right, to continue up um, and still know that I have all the agency, all the power in myself. Okay, so that was a real struggle for me. And that's really hard for me to have self, like self-compassion because anytime I want to cry and just like, which was this morning, <laughs> just wanted to cry because I was like I feel like a fool I feel like I was hopeful and it and it was just like lies and deceit and I'm a sucker and all this stuff that I tell my children and my clients and the people listening it's like I know it's not bullshit yet someone took advantage of a situation anyway and I'm like you know what though you know what? I'm not going to give them that power. I'm not going to give them that power. He doesn't have that power because you know what? I did that myself. He pointed me in a direction, maybe even inadvertently, telling me that this is going on for you, which actually it was. I don't know how to reconcile that, but it actually was. And I looked at it and I used my tools in my toolkit to finally get my shit together and address it. Okay, Carla, do your, don't just do this inner child work with other people. And don't, you know, like, yeah, you're doing all these other things, but this is the one thing you got to pay attention to today. So I did it. I did my own work. I healed that. I, you know, that gaping wound that was leaking out energy, I healed that myself. So what this, the snake oil salesman taught me, 
okay? And it wasn't even snake oil, for one thing. I don't know if there's such a thing, like I said, um, because it's all about what you do with it. You could be drinking water and then say, but this water is going to heal me, and it does, baby. <laughs> it will. And it's not even just mind over matter. It goes exponentially beyond that. It's not just mind over matter. Um, so I healed myself. I healed that wound, and I'm going to own that. And I, instead of feeling ashamed or, you know, I guess, like humiliated, you know, because I told my daughters and I told my husband about this and um, that I was doing this and feeling like, oh, I got swindled or I got, you know, cheated or lied to. Like, why do we, why do we kick ourselves for that? I guess we feel like we're, we're kind of like inept or stupid or something if that happens or victimized. I didn't feel victimized. I felt like stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, and then I keep telling you, you know, that this is for real. And, and then there's people who do it that's not, that aren't for real. But it is because I made it my own. I created my own healing. Um, and it was profound. So I'm going to own it. I did that. And that's what the snake oil salesman taught me. And what am I going to call him now? That's what the seeming imposter told me the the inadvertent teacher <laughs> the the inadvertent teacher taught me was that i had it i could do it myself all along i just needed someone to show me that so i hope you enjoyed that and i loved actually unpacking that for you and i feel even more unburdened i encourage anybody like everybody, all of you listening to do that kind of cathartic um, unpacking on your own. You know, these kinds of things, this is a podcast, okay? So, but if you ever have something like that, you're trying to puzzle out and you, you, you just want to talk and yeah, you talk to your friends, talk to your family, but keep an audio diary. This is one thing I always encourage people to do. Keep an audio diary. I have so much bits and pieces and stuff like that. I'll wake up in the morning and just like, if you don't feel like writing it down, talk, you know, into your phone. I don't keep my phone by my bed, okay? You might want to go pick up your, you got your phone out of the bathroom where you keep it and whatever and bring it, you know, and lay in bed and just talk. Or before you go to bed, um, get used to your own voice. Get used to your own power. Your own, your voice is so important to be able to let, out all that stuff because if you don't there's there is the potential for shame for hiding things like I could easily have never spoken about this and I was like before I might not have you know and I'm I just I can't I can't do that anymore I won't do that anymore I won't let that person who you know like wanted to fool me <laughs> I, I'm using that as a healing tool, man. And, I, and I'm not going to feel ashamed for using that as a healing tool. That, this was a good experience. All right. So if you want um, to follow me, please, or please subscribe to this podcast. It's very important that you subscribe um, and you know, show the love. And so it helps other people to find me. Um, follow me at Coach Carla Atherton on Instagram because like I have like literally like 200 followers right now because I don't know how to do this social thing 
but I got a lot of good stuff on there and I'm going to have more good stuff on there. So follow me, follow me, follow me. Email is a little clunky, but you can go to my website, CarlaAthertonInspired.com. And also I I have the sister site that I started off with, which is HealthyFamilyFormula.com. It's more the the family-oriented version. Um, but they're both me and they're both the same concepts and same, uh, it's both me. They're both me. So check that out. Check out my practitioner training program. Um, and make sure that you stay in touch. I would love to hear from you anytime. So subscribe, 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 and we'll talk to you next week. This podcast is sponsored by the Healthy Family Formula, which essentially means that we share our information for free. For more support, community, audio coaching, full episodes, bi-monthly live Q&A, discounts on our group coaching programs, and more, become a patron of my work at www.patreon.com slash Carla Atherton. For more information about anything related to family health, do pick up my book, Family Health Revolution, and check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group coaching programs, and practitioner training program at Healthy Family Formula and CarlaAthertonInspired.com. Find us on Instagram at Coach Carla Atherton and on Clubhouse at Empowered Family. Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis or medical treatment, but is the opinion of the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted healthcare providers if they so choose when making any decisions regarding their own health or the health of their loved ones. Each person's health is their own responsibility.